Hello, Jimmy Pengan. Peace be with you, brothers and sisters. Let's uh, meditate on our Christmas sermon series. And our theme for this Christmas is Behold Him. Let us meditate on what is the true meaning of Christmas. Today's part one of our message. And our sermon top, uh, title for today is Behold, He is Our Savior. And our scripture can be found in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15. And in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Let's look at chapter 1, verse 15. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. This was a statement made by Apostle Paul. And this was his own personal uh, testimony and experience. He said that Jesus Christ came into the world. Uh, please take note of the phrase came into the world. In the Chinese uh, version of it, it says he descended. He came down from above to the uh, to the world. He was not born. But rather he descended. Because Jesus originally resided in heaven. He came from above and came down. So That's why the Bible said he came into the world. Look at chapter 3, verse 16. Beyond all question, the mystery of which true godliness springs is great. He appears, he appeared in the flesh, was vindicated by the Spirit, was seen by angels, was preached among the nations, was believed on in the world, was taken up in glory. Please take note of the phrase he appeared in the flesh. Jesus was, uh, is the uh, only Son of God. He is sin. He is spirit. He is king. And he is the King of all kings. He became flesh to become a human being. So he That's why he appeared before human beings. He appeared before us. And he lived for thirty-three years here on earth. You know who was the first astronaut who ever stepped foot on the moon? Neil Armstrong. His name was Neil Armstrong. He was the first human being to ever step foot on the moon and to walk on the moon. So that's why there was this uh, sentence or a phrase that was ascribed to him. This was, uh, that's one small step for man, but the one giant leap for mankind. This was such a glorious event. When he uh, flew back and uh, uh, landed here on earth once more, the reporters interviewed him. And, you, and they, they said to him, you took the very uh, the most important step for mankind. You know how he responded? He said the most important step made by 
on, on history was not made by me. It was made by the Son of the Lord. He became flesh to be human beings with us. And he lived here on earth for 33 years. And this was the most important event, the most significant event in the whole of history. Paul said that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. That was the purpose why he came to this world. And this was also the true uh, essence of Christmas. It's to save the sinners. You know the name Jesus? It was not, not the name thought of or given by his earthly parents. It was the name given to him before even, even before he came to this world or even before he was born. This was the name revealed to his uh, earthly father Joseph by the angel. Look at Matthew 1 verse 21. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The, the name Jesus means he will save his people from their sins. So Savior, That's why the real meaning of the world, the, uh, the name Jesus is Savior. So That's why we say, behold, he is our Savior. Today, I'd like to use three different signs to, uh, to explain to you the meaning of Christmas. For us to understand that we truly need a Savior. And we need a Savior to lead us for our whole life. The first, question mark. it's a question mark. This is the question mark. There are three very important questions that we all need to face in our life. Where does man come from? What is man here for? Where is man headed? The first question. Where does man come from? This is a question about our existence. The second question. What is man here for? It's a question about our purpose. Where is man headed? This is a question about our destination. Where will we be in our future? Let's meditate on the first question. The question of our existence. Where did we come from? According to the theory of evolution, it says that man had evolved from a single cell uh, being. We have evolved to become such a complex being. Let me ask you a question. Are we today in our present form perfect? Of course we are not. We are facing so many problems. We have uh, pr uh, pr uh, problems of uh, being of, of our birth, our living, our, our sickness and our death. If we are perfect, then there's no need for us to evolve or to, to become better. But we're not perfect. How come we are not evolving? 
But uh, the theory of evolution is just that. It's merely a theory. There are a lot of questions that remain unanswered. So get the missing link. That's why they keep talking about the missing link. From their original theory of uh, we evolved from uh, man uh, from monkeys to mankind, there are a lot of missing links in between. They have no answers for it. Because theory of evolution is just that. It's a theory. The Bible is very clear where we originated from. We came from God. We are God's creation. Look at Genesis 2 verse 7. Then the Lord God formed a man from the from the dust of the ground and breathed into his and into his nostrils the breath of life. Then the man became a living being. We were made from the, from the dust of the ground. God has breathed into our nostrils the breath of life. That's why there are two parts in man, in a human being. Our physical being and our spiritual part. And the Bible is also very clear about our final destination. Because we were, we are created by God. There are two parts. There's this physical part and there's this spiritual part. Where does the physical part go to? In, when we talk about a question of destination, the first or the dust will return to dust. Look at Ecclesiastes 12 verse 7. The dust returned to the ground uh, it came from and the spirit returns to God who gave it. This is our final destination. Our body is made out of dust. So one day, this physical body will uh, will decay and will be re- returning the, uh, back to the ground. Well, after man sinned, God said to Adam, that in Genesis 3 verse 19, God said to Adam, By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken, from dust you are, and to dust you will return. This is the final destination of our physical being. How about our spirit? Look at Hebrews. Uh, in Hebrews 9 verse 27, just as just as people are destined to die once and after that to face judgment. We will face a final judgment. This is something that our spirit will have to face in the future. We came from God. We will return to God. But in between, it's a question about our purpose in life. What are we supposed to do here on earth? 
Our本来是要应用我们的上帝，享受我们的上帝。Our Man came from God. And our purpose here here on earth is to glorify God and to enjoy God. In the future, we will return back to God. How come people here on earth don't know this? Let's look at our second sign. It's called the dash. What does this dash mean? Look at this picture. If you go to the cemetery, you would see this. What the day you were born? The day a person died. And in between, there's a dash. It's called the dash. This is the dash. That is our life. The day we were born, uh, just like me, Jeremiah Chung, I was born in 1962. What day will I die? Unknown, unknown. Still unknown. But in between the two dates, there's, that's my life. It's very, very short. Regardless of how long you may live, Life is really short. And that dash signifies our life. In Psalm chapter 90, it's a prayer of Moses. During his prayer, Moses used a lot of different adjectives to describe life. But he wanted to show one thing. He said, life is short, life is fast, and life is bitter. Let's look at a few verses. Psalm 90 verse 4. For a thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by. It means if you are to live for a thousand years, it's just like one day. There's nobody who will live a thousand years. The longest living man on, uh, recorded in the Bible, his name is Methuselah. He, he lived uh, 969 years old. That's a very, very long life. 
Even if you have lived 1,000 years, it's just like one day. It's only like 24 hours. So life is just like 24 hours. That's truly the case. Suddenly you just wake up, it's 30 years gone by, 40 years, 50 years gone by. Just like it, it just happened yesterday. So, That's why life is just like one day. Just like 24 hours. But it's not yet finished. Look at verses 5 and 6. You swept, uh, you sweep man away in the sleep of death. They are like the new grass in the of the morning. Though in the morning it springs up new, by the evening it is dry and withered. How long do you sleep? It's like the grass that springs up in the morning, but in the evening it's dry and withered. Life originally is 24 hours, now it's it reduced to about 8 hours. But it's not yet finished. Look at verse 4. Or like a watch in the night. You know, a watch in the night is like oh. is about two hours. Oh, so now we find life is becoming shorter. From 24 hours, it became eight hours. And from eight hours, it became two hours. But it's not yet finished. Look at verse 9. All our days pass away under your wrath. We finish our years with a moan. How long does it take you to moan? It's finished. It's not even a minute. And, and it's a moan. It's not even a breath of or a sigh of relief. So you know what Moses was trying to say here? He said, Life. Life of 24 hours turns into 8 hours long, and from 8 hours to 2 hours long, from 2 hours to 1 minute, and it's a minute of moaning. How come life is so difficult? Because we are living under the wrath of, the, of God. Why is it that God's wrath is upon us? It is because of our sin which caused God to be angry. Now you understand why God had to send his own son to God loves us. He wanted his son to save us from our sins. He does not want us to continually living a life of mourning. That's why Paul said that Jesus came into this world to save the sinners and to save us from our sins. Look at verses 8 and 9. 
You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins, in the light of your presence. All our days pass away under your wrath. We finish our years with a moan. If it were not for the saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, we are living a life of judgment under the Lord. But we thank God. Jesus came into this world so that we can be saved from our sins. Dear brothers and sisters, you have to understand something very important here. Science, religion, and faith are three different paths or different uh, areas in life. Science deals with the question of knowing from not knowing to knowing. This is science. Science, knowing. The original uh, meaning of the word science is to know. Science will allow us to know things we don't know. How about religion? Religion deals with the question of morality about good and evil. We often hear people say, All religion teaches us to be good. Yes, religion teaches us to be good. But what we believe in is not the religion. But what we believe in is the faith. What does faith mean? Faith deals with the question of life and death about salvation. Faith does not teach us to become a good person. So we have have to remember. Being a Christian or Christianity does not teach you to become a good person. On the opposite, Christianity is uh, main purpose is to let us know that you and I are sinners. That we cannot depend on ourselves to be saved. We need, we need the salvation that comes from the Lord. So what we believe in is not religion, but in our faith. You just imagine a person who's about to drown. How does he save himself? There's no way that for him to save himself. Because in the water, himself up from his hair. It's impossible. That is impossible. There's only one way. He would raise up his hand and allow somebody else to pull him out of the water. That is salvation. We cannot save ourselves. That's why Jesus came to save us. That's why the meaning of the name Jesus is to save his people from their sins. You know what is the greatest mistake in this world? It's not that we uh, committed such certain sins. Yes, of course, uh, sinning is a mistake. But the greatest sin is not sinning. Our greatest mistake, our greatest sin is rejecting the salvation of the Lord. Think about this. For the past three years, almost three years, we've been under this COVID pandemic. 
所以嗱，现在已经有药定签咯，嗬。Even though right now we have the vaccines， 嗱，真大家都知啊，呢个呢个药唔是唔是完全嘅药啦。We know that the vaccines are not perfect， 所以嗱，需要签第三个、签第二、签个、签 booster 落去。That's why after the two for initial two doses， we need a booster dose。因为真系冇办法嚟办法啦。Because this is a solution out of no solution。一马将啊，即一马将啊。Just imagine， 将来我哋嘅国家可怕又破灭发生喺呢个世界咧。What if there's an even more A frightening virus that will come to this world. Nila, Nila, infected, Bakun Baksiye, Bakun Baksiye. If you're infected 100%, you'll die. Thank God, Mister Zua. We thank God. There was a, a, a medicine or a vaccine that was invented. Nila, chelo, this drug, chelo, this drug, Bakun Bakoe. If you are avail, if you avail yourself of that medicine, you will be cured 100%. Now, manit, manit, lik, lik, kamyam drug infected, ha. For example, you are infected. But you refuse to get vaccinated. You refuse to take the medicine. So you die. Let me ask you. What is the reason of your death? Maybe outwardly it's because you were infected. But the reality is it's not that case. It's because you refuse the medicine. You refuse the vaccine. Because it's already proven that you'll be cured. The same way. For the wages of sin is death. A hundred percent that everyone who sin will face death. But there's only a, there's only one solution for this. Accept the salvation of our Lord Jesus Christ. After accepting, to be victorious over death and over sin. But if we reject this salvation, let me ask you. Why are we dying? Is, is it because we died because of our sin? Outwardly, externally, that may be the case. But in, the re in reality, that's not the case. It's, it's because we rejected the medicine, we rejected the cure, we rejected salvation. So, so the greatest failure of mankind is not sinning. Yes, sin is a mistake. But the greatest mistake is rejecting the salvation being given to us by God. After we have received this amazing salvation, this is the greatest gift of mankind. What is this gift? Look at the third sign. You know all we all know this sign. This is the infinity sign. What does it signify? It's a, it's a symbolism for eternity. Look at John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. What is eternal life? Said whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Allow me some time to explain what eternal life truly means. Look at Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. 
There's a pre-arranged time and season for everything and every activity under heaven. Let's continue on to look at uh, chapter 3 verses, uh, 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 chapter uh, 3 verse 2 to 8. It mentioned 28 things. And all of these activity, all of these things mentioned there, have their own prearranged time. The first, there's a time to be born and a time to die. If there's birth, there's death. This is the natural law. This is the law predetermined by nature. That is for mankind. The same way for animals. The same way for the plants. There's a date of birth and there's a date of death. So when the time comes, we need to depart. Imagine. It's frightening if a person lives for several hundreds of years without dying. Just imagine. There's a person who lives for 200 or 300 years and he's he or she is here in, in the church. If you see that person, you'll probably be afraid. Let me, uh, forgive me. They're not like, they, they don't look human. They don't look like uh, ghosts. So when your time comes, you have to go. But, but look at chapter 3, verse 11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He, all, he has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God had done from beginning to the end. A while ago, it mentioned that there's a time to be born and time to die. But now it mentioned that we have eternity in our heart. So are we to die or are we not to die? So it's amazing. It's something that's mysterious. But in reality, the Bible is telling us on one hand, our physical body, our physical body, there's a time for us to be born and a time for us to die. This is something that no one can prevent. When I was a child, my mother shared with me this very amusing story. My mom was probably teaching me not to just speak without thinking. There was this person, he, he talks without thinking. But everything that he speaks of is very accurate. But all of them are not good. So people are afraid of him. One time, he attended uh, the first birthday of one of his relatives. And that relative said to him, I invited you, you here to eat. You, you must remain silent. Just remain silent. After he finished eating, you go. He said, okay. So that day, he went to, uh, to, to the party. From the beginning until the end, he remained silent. And he left. And he said to his relative, today, I did not say a word from the time I was here to the time I'm about to leave. 
If your son died, it's it has nothing to do with me. Then he left. And that person was so angry. Let me ask you. This newly born baby. Will he die? Because that person said, one day if that baby dies, it's not on me. Yes. One day that baby will die. It's only a matter of time. So there's a time to be born and a time to die. It talks about our physical body. But God has set eternity in the hearts of uh, in our human heart. We have a different aspect in our life. We have this uh, this uh, hope or this uh, idea of eternity in our heart. So that's why men, only human beings, can ask this question. After we die, where will we go? Dogs don't ask that question. Cats don't ask that question. Only mankind can ask that question. Especially as we advance in age. We know our time is getting shorter. And in our hearts, we often ask this question. After I die, where will I go? Because we know there's something in my heart. It's called the spirit. This will not die. Because God has said eternity in human heart. But you have to take note. Eternity is neither about living forever nor about not dying. Eternity is about the nature and quality of life. This physical body is short, it's temporary, it will decay. So we will get sick. We will get injured. Because our physical body is weak. So so that's why our physical body is slowly decaying. We lose our vision. We lose our sense of hearing. Sometimes we even lose our sense of taste. Because our physical being is decaying. But God is uh, giving us this sense of eternity. A new life. A life of quality. Look at Revelations. This is the last book in the Bible. Chapter 21, verse 1. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. This is what God had prepared for all, uh, all those who belong to him. This is a new heaven and a new earth. Because the uh, old earth, the first heaven and the first earth will pass away. This place is very unique. Look at the last sentence. There was no longer any sea. This is quite amazing. In today's world, 70% of earth is water. We are surrounded by water. If you take note, 
Human beings, our body, is composed of 70% water. That's why our environment and our physical being matched perfectly. This world needs water. Our body needs water. Without water, we will not live. Human beings cannot exist. Animals cannot exist. Nor will the trees survive. But what's amazing? The new heaven and a new earth no longer any sea there will be no longer any sea you know why you know why because it's a perfectly uh, it's a completely new environment we will have this glorified body this is the meaning of eternity our substance will totally change Look at uh, chapter 21, verse 4. He will wipe uh, every tears from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. It, eternity is, just, is not just merely living on forever. But rather it's being given a glorified body. There will be no more death. There will be no more crying. No more mourning. No more pain. Because this is an eternal a life of quality. The question is, how do we receive this a gift of eternity? God so loved this world that He gave us His one and only Son. And for our sake, He was nailed on the cross. For He who had no sin became sin for us. And he died for our sakes, for in place of us, for our sins. He died for our sins. It's the it's a substitute he substituted for us. You know the word righteousness in Chinese is very meaningful. The word uh, righteousness is made of two words, lamb and I, in written form. The I is under the lamb, which means righteousness. This, this righteous lamp is above me. And I live under him. I did not do anything. He did everything for me. So I became a righteous person. It signifies that Jesus did everything for us. That's why this uh, sacrificial lamb came for me. This righteous, uh, I became righteous. Look at John chapter 1 verse 29. The next day John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes the sin, who takes away the sin of the world. May the Lord help us. You need to accept this very valuable, this very wonderful gift of salvation. Jesus placed upon himself all our sins. After we accept this salvation, we will no longer be doomed for eternity, but we will have eternal life. It's not that we will not die. Yes, one day we will all have have to die because of our physical body it cannot enter it, uh, into paradise 
Our physical body is not capable. Imagine. Just imagine. Our eyes cannot even look into the sun. Try, try if you can look at the sun directly for five minutes. There is no way you can do that. And we cannot we cannot breathe in, uh, in the upper atmosphere. That, that's why God will transform our bodies into a glorified body. So may the Lord help us. Today, today I use these three signs to explain the mysteries of life. The first is uh, the question mark. The, the second is the dash. Uh, the last one is a sign of eternity. There are three major questions in life. Where do we come from? Where will we go? And what is the purpose for us being here? The answers can be found in the Bible. We came from God. We will return back to God. And we are to live for the glory of God in this world. This dash reminds us that life is fast, it's short, and it's bitter. Why? Because we have departed from the, from the God who created us. Just like the prodigal son who left his father. We need to return back to our father. After we repent and go back, there's this sign of infinity there for us. God will give us an eternal life of quality. There will be no more death. There will be no more crying. There will be no more pain. And this life is available for all who will accept his salvation. And that is why he came to this world. And Jesus came to this world. It's to save those who are and save and seek those who are lost. Let me ask you, have you accepted this great salvation? May this Christmas may become a very meaningful Christmas for you. May Lord's blessing be upon you. Every year there's a Christmas. But let me ask you, this Christmas, has, may this Christmas be the Christmas that you will have a relationship with Jesus Christ because of our salvation. It's not a question of religion. It's a, it's a question of our faith. It's a question of our relationship. Have we established a relationship with God? Have we accept, accepted Him as our Savior? And He will address us and call us His own children. This is the meaning of salvation. May the Lord bless you that you will have a very blessed Christmas. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Through the uh, statement made by Paul that Jesus came into this world to save the sinners that we will understand what is the true meaning of Christmas. Lord, we understand, to, to understand is just one thing. But to accept it is another matter entirely. For those of us who have already accepted this salvation, that we will uh, we will have more 
voice of our praise of thanks, uh, praise and thanksgiving in our heart. We thank the Lord for His salvation. For those who are seeking God, that today, that we will accept this wonderful salvation in this uh, Christmas this year, will be a year of transformation of, of our lives. That this Christmas, that it will be a Christmas in wherein Christ will truly become our Savior. May the Lord bless all of us. Hear us in our prayers. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Next week, let's look at Behold, He is our newborn king. Next week is December 25. It's truly Christmas Day. Let's celebrate together Christmas. And together, let's look at our newborn king. Let's meet again next week. God bless.